everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Dawn. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, introduce yourself. I am Dan the Comic Man, ladies and gentlemen. Dan the Comic Man is back in studio, and I also got another guest in studio. Yes, there's two guests here in the Major Issues studio. Other sir, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, Claudius Maximus is here, and this has never been this has never been done before. This is unprecedented. Two guests here with uh, myself, and there's a reason for that because we decided. Well, first, Dan, tell the people how do you feel about uh, Deadpool two. It, it had heart. It was a beautiful family dynamic. There was moments. I wouldn't say a lot of the action was better than the first. Like the first is still a classic movie, but. There was just enough in the second one for me to say that it was done much more better than I would have expected. I was very scared for a, for a sequel to this movie, and they really stuck with it. It's completely uh, erased any doubts of Ryan Reynolds as not only a leading man but a superhero, uh, or uh, any you know he can he can play superheroes now. We know that we know that. But there was a time in which we didn't, and two films that came out just mere years apart. Uh, which Ryan Reynolds was in that had us questioning whether or not he could ever helm a superhero project or uh, be a leading man. And those two films were X-Men Origins Wolverine and Green Lantern. Marvel and DC films, Marvel and DC projects brought to life but seemingly panned by critics and uh, moviegoers alike. Uh, Both films performing less than stellar, whether it be reviews or money. But we decided... That'd be very interesting here on Major Issues to have a little debate. We want to find out which of these films is actually worse, more damning. Without punches being thrown. Without punches being thrown, as you can hear. Because Claudius Maximus is here acting as... Judge, well, jury, and executioner, I guess, my friend. You will I'm be... make sure no blood is spilled. Yes, me. <laughs> over, these, over this Well, it's going to be a very heated argument. Like, come on, Green Lantern? Really? This was supposed to be the movie that kicks off the DCEU. We will get there, Mr. Dan the Comic Man. You see, as you have already heard, Dan has chosen the side of X-Men Origins. I often call Dan uh, the defense to the indefensible. And so he has come to that horrible movie's defense. And on this episode, I will be defending Green Lantern and showing you why it's way, way, way better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Klaus Maximus, can you uh, come to the stand, sir? Before this episode starts, wow, you want to know where my loyalties lie. I would like to know if you have a history with any of these two films. And before this starts, if you have a, a favorite, if one is clearly worse than the other to you. Um, to be honest, if I had to, if I had to pick, um, it have to be, it have to be Origins. Um, the thing with Green Lantern with me is, um, I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, but Green Lantern to me has always been one of those movies where I've always watched, well, I've always sat down to watch every time I've caught it, but it's just, it just, it just isn't enough for me, you know? Um, okay. it majorly stands from the story and, um, Ryan Reynolds knocks it out the park. I'm just going to let that be known. Be known. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not more or less a, a him thing. It's more or less the, the movie thing. Um, to me, X Men Origins was was 
I'm a little sucker when it comes to X-Men, so um, seeing Deadpool in whatever fashion and whatever movie was going to get a little geek out of me, um, but not as much as they were wanting, I guess, because, you know, I know I knew Deadpool, Deadpool going into Origins, okay. so to see his mouth shut pissed me off, but... Not as much as the whole Green Lantern movie. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you favor uh, X Men Origins yes, over do, Green Lantern. Okay, you're a smart man. You're a very smart man. Dan, you better you better sit in that seat and uh, wait your turn because, Cloudus, please bring out the coin of truth. The coin of truth. We are going to flip a coin and find out which movie is first on the docket to be defended. I will have gone to the Pedia of wikis and gotten the plot synopsises for both these films so we can catch you guys up to everything that happened in these films. And uh, we'll start with, well, seeing as uh, Origins is obviously worse, it could be Tails because it's kind of butt. I, I, I put heads on um, Green Lantern. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head, people. Uh, go ahead and flip that coin. It is Tails. X-Men Origins Wolverine is first on the docket. And Dan, you're already ahead because uh, Jarvis or Claudius Maximus already likes X-Men Origins Wolverine. But to remind you folks at home, X-Men Origins Wolverine goes a little something like this. In 1945, James Howlett, a boy living in Canada, already bad Canada, witnesses his father being killed by groundskeeper Thomas Logan. Uh, It activates the boy's mutation. Bone claws protrude from his knuckles. He impales Thomas, who is revealed to be James' father, yeah, and then runs along with Thomas' other son, Victor Creed. Uh, they spend the next century as soldiers fighting in almost every war that existed. Uh, but after trying to rape a Vietnamese woman, uh, Victor is arrested with James. And then that's when they find William Stryker, who approaches them and tells them uh, that they can be members of his new team, Team X, with a bunch of other cool mutants. After uh, a mission, Logan decides that he is not going to... Uh, deal with this whole Team X thing, runs away to Canada, gets a, a girlfriend, Stryker finds him, warns him that Victor's killing people, and the rest of that movie is seemingly Wolverine fighting against William Stryker and Victor Creed, uh, and giving us the origin film for Wolverine, one of the greatest uh, comic book characters to ever exist. Dan, how do you feel about this movie? Well, as far as comic book stances go. I don't know much about Wolverine other than a yellow and blue suit with some adamantium claws. But we do get a lot of information from Brian Singer and Brett Ratner's original trilogy. Right. So, to see Wolverine go through every single war like he says, to see him have the the way he gets his dog tags, the, the way he has his bone claws, I liked all that stuff because, once again, it is an origin story. You can't have an origin story without starting from the beginning. We see Spider-Man gets bit by a spider. We see Batman loses his parents. I want to see why Wolverine is the way he is, why he ha- why he's traumatized, why he has no memory. And that's what th- this movie did good with a lot of its continuity, not everything, but a lot of its continuity from at least the first two films stuck true. So, yeah, we have people like the Blob, and I don't even remember Will I Am's character. Uh, John something. Something like that. Oh yeah, John. John. John uh, like I, I didn't really like a much Rath. of the Wraith. John Wraith. I didn't really like a lot of the characters, but it was just the story wasn't boring. 
Green Lantern, I don't remember anything about Green Lantern. Nothing. Blasphemy. Not not oh I remember one scene and that's when fuck that's when Green Lantern gives this helicopter like wings so it doesn't crash or he puts like a, a car. Yeah, yeah, he puts a helicopter on a there you go. He puts a helicopter on a race car. All things you could have done. All things <sighs> you could have done. It's alright because I feel better now because I feel like Dan has seen me and Dan have seen equal parts of Oh, oh well. So that's Listen, really all you remember yeah, yeah. too, right? It's just that one scene where he rescues a dinner party. Now let me now let me tell you something. Now let me tell you something. Yeah, X-Men Origins had all the flash, maybe too much flash, uh, you know, of the X-Men movies, but has none of the heart and definitely none of the foundation. All right, this film did so badly that it tanked the prospect of sequels. It was supposed to be X-Men Origins Magneto. Never got it. You know why? Because X-Men Origins Wolverine was so bad. But we get uh, X-Men Origins Magneto in first class. I guess half of first class is basically X-Men Origins Magneto, uh, which makes it the best film. But could you imagine X-Men Origins Magneto by itself? We never get that because of here. Please defend the terrible romance plot of this film. Please, I would why love for you to defend. Why can't Wolverine have love? He why can, can't he have love? He, I say, I think he can, but obviously the filmmakers and, and don't you, want him listen, to. If you think that, his, that that love angle was forced... It's because it was. It she was tricked was. the whole time. It was. Well, a, she wasn't tricked. She was no, no, fine. He was. He was, he tricked, was tricked by her. She would. She never truly. Like, maybe she started having feelings after a while, but initially, she was only supposed to keep tabs on him so nothing happens to her sister. So right? you can. So you can see why it is a forced romance because it's not really a romance. And that's the. That's where the real betrayal happens, right? Is the fact that uh, Silver Fox Kayla tricks um, Logan, but. Victor tricks Logan, and Stryker tricks Logan. Everybody tricks Logan because in this film. Because they, because because this is like the this is like the super soldier story. This is we need Logan DNA for for rejuvenation powers for its all the animal senses. They needed to make a a pool, a dead pool. Oh, don't get me started on the mutant powers. Opening a lock with a claw, you can't do that. You can't do that. He like he does the credit card trick with a, with a with a claw. On a on a, me- a mechanized but lock, but it is the Ridiculous. but it's the most strongest indestructible metal on the planet. So obviously, with those me- with that claw, he can break through anything. See, it should be the strongest, most uh, you know, uh, uh, durable metal on the planet. But they can't even name Wakanda. They can't even name vibranium because they don't own any of them. So they went to go get this precious metal that no one names until well, they, they basically did go to Wakanda. Then they bootleg it to get adamantium. Right? Americans got to do it the American way. We bootleg. Yeah, it was just a <laughs> meteorite that fell. But you know what? We bootleg so that, it. That's how Wakanda happened. It was just an adamantium meteorite that fell. It, it was, but we can't name them. So we got to do this like side side dance thing where we got to pretend like, hey, well, we're in a place. That's not the movie's fault. That's the studio interference. But, they, studio never had to, but they never even had to go to Africa. Why did they have to go to Africa at all? Why couldn't Stryker already have this stuff? He's trying to build a mutant killer by using mutants to kill mutants. Yes. And how, how can a man who with his business, or I guess military acumen, uh, not only do a plan that, that has as many holes as this one has, but eventually does create a, a, a killing machine in Logan, and then loses him. D- just loses him. Like he runs out the front door. How that, does Iron Man keep losing bots? Out of control. Out of control. Iron Man loses one bot, and that's because that bot is half made by Bruce Banner. So, you know, that, I mean, that so happens there. We, we but it's him. just as bad. It's just as bad as losing a murder bot. You're losing a, 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 a killer. And 
can you remind me what what, what Stryker's uh, plans were to to capture said runaway Logan? Let's let's send a helicopter with regular bullets to shoot him because we don't remember we just coded him in the most indestructible metal of all time. So let's just keep shooting at him. Yeah, you see those bullets deflecting off of him when he was butt naked in the in the Weapon X facility. Nah, we'll just keep yeah, just keep that until a very smart scientist says. The only thing that's going to be able to stop them is adamantium bullets. Well, maybe they didn't know that. Maybe the scientist wasn't there. Maybe it was his day off. Well, here's the you issue. You don't know these factors. Well, here's the issue. We get we get told that adamantium bullets is the only thing to stop them. Until Stryker loads the gun with adamantium bullets, and then we're told by another scientist <laughs> that it won't stop him. It won't. It, 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 it will no, not no, stop him. No, 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 no. It, and it then, didn't kill him. But it stopped him from wanting to kill Stryker because it wiped his memories. That's the that's fact what, that it yes. wiped his memories did stop him. That's the was only that, way to stop him. But was that the the veiled reasoning the science the first scientist gave Stryker? Because I would have been pissed if someone tells me like this weapon will kill your greatest enemy, and when I go to do it, it just erases their memory. Yeah, I if I if I'm caught between me and a killing machine with unbreakable metal and a healing factor, I get a gun. That takes out his memory. What if he wakes up and says, That's the thing about Who science. are you? And then kills you. To be honest, I think, it's, doesn't Stryker go shoot him again in the movie? Like three times. He, he shot him in his head like three times. He he knows for a fact that this that these bullets will not kill Wolverine. Someone has someone has told him it will, and someone has told him it, will, it won't. All it, and he goes, well, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to die. His mind won't heal. Yeah, but science is ever-changing. Science is always continuous hypothesis. Maybe that one scientist didn't know exactly the full experiment of what's going to go down, and that other scientist knew. That's the whole thing about science and chemistry, bouncing ideas off of one another. I agree. I agree, but then why this? If this is so untested, this stuff, why go through with it? This entire plan that Stryker has uh, to to trick Logan into volunteering for this process because of the revenge uh, uh, factor from killing his girlfriend, his wife, his girlfriend. Um, Old cuckoo chew. He falls right into that. Logan falls right into that. He's he's not smart. He's not heroic. He's not even useful well, when, but, in this film. Yes, but look at it. In this film, when it, when does it show at all? Logan has street smarts or brain smarts. He's a war. He's a he's a he's a soldier that he went through. Have to, if you don't have any of those, you should have instinct. And he don't even have instinct. He don't even have animal like there's danger. I mean, he this was a lumberjack. He was a lumberjack in Canada. Oh, he, don't he get he me started. Every, he lost all of his like. Priverial instincts, like he has nothing, and that's my issue. That's my main issue is that we are told more than shown that Wolverine is an animal, right? He's an animal. I'm not an animal. You're an animal, Logan. You're an animal. Exactly. Uh, Logan. He says himself, "I'm not an animal." He just wants to be humanized. He wants to be left alone. Exactly. They bring so, the animal out of him, so you can't expect to for him not to get upset when you bring the animal out of him. But when when would you say that animal came out of him in this film? I would say the animal came out the second. Um, he they wanted to erase his memories, and he sees the, the last thing he saw in his head was a picture of Kayla, and then he went berserker. He did. wasn't the best berserker that would go to X Men Apocalypse, even as crappy as that movie was. It wasn't the best berserker, but it was still one of our biggest berserker moments. I would throw it as a big berserker moment. He took out the entire facility, and I like that because after that, he didn't care what happens to him. He didn't care what happens to anybody. He was willing to kill people. To even to this, even in in Bourbon Street, he was ready to kill his own brother. Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get to Bourbon Street. But my whole thing is that you, Wolverine is supposed to be this person where the tension and the anger is bubbling. 
you know, you can't wait to see this guy pop his claws because he's about to he's about to do something. And like you said, Berserker Logan. We know about Berserker Logan. Like we said, we saw in X Men Apocalypse with that with the actual Weapon X origin that now we don't need this film for. But uh, we never get to see the actual Berserker Logan. We see like Silly Logan. We see Cuckoo Kachoo Logan. We see Lumberjack Logan, Boxer Logan, Little Brother Logan that can't beat Sabretooth, Pacifist Logan that doesn't want to fight. Motorcycle Logan? Because he's What is going on here? He's looking for himself. He's just trying to find what makes his life work. That man saw like five he saw the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, the First World War. Why were they in those wars? Because what else are they gonna do? They were runaways. They were child runaways. They They had no education. They They had no to leave the country. Do you really want to stay in Canada? Who, who? What technology exists in eighteen whatever that that this movie start? What did I say it started off in eighteen forty five? What technology exists in eighteen forty five where these guys are going to be caught? I tell you how you can really get Focal caught. Stories. I know how you can really get caught. Exist in every war <laughs> that that has existed for a hundred years. Not die in those wars. And then continue to go to more wars. That's how you get caught. That's how people find you. Who were they running from? The police. Who would have known that they killed uh, 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 the father, uh, Victor's father? If you, want, if you really want to leave it up to interpretation, I think Victor gulled him into all those wars. He you did. could You could see how... He Vic- probably did. You see how Victor was a big influence on his life. Right. And so we get pacifist Logan, someone who doesn't even want to fight. We're watching, we're watching Incredible Hulk, a movie that, where the entire time the protagonist doesn't want to do the one thing that you want to see him do, which is flip out. And use their powers. And yeah, but that's what makes that, that's what makes those moments even more special because you sit there for forty five minutes, like okay, he's just he's just Logan, he's just James Howlett, he's really nobody. But then when he flips out, you're like, yes, and we get nonstop action as soon as Kayla dies. The first thing we get is a nice fight scene between Logan and Wolver- and Logan and Sabretooth, where he breaks his bone claws. Don't get me started. Next on the twi- next fifteen, next five, and next ten to fifteen minutes, we get Berserker Logan. Next five to ten minutes, we get him taking out Zero. Next five to ten minutes, we have a we have it might be dumb, but we have a boxing fight with the Blob. Every five to ten minutes after Kayla dies, we have another high octane action between Logan and somebody. I think that if you remember any of the things that are told to you in this film, any fight with uh, Sabretooth has no consequences. Right, because they both have healing factors. Neither one can kill each other. Uh, Victor didn't want to kill Logan. He just wanted to get him. Was the fight with Logan after killing Kayla supposed to motivate Logan for this thing? So then Victor w- had to like pull punches, right, to kind of get him still alive, so that he would then well, go I mean, right. He, he had his healing factor, so he knew he couldn't kill him. He was just trying to. Beat the crap out of him till he's like, you know what? You're right. You're right, Victor. Maybe I should change my mind. Like that. He was. Tr- he should know his brother better than that. It's been a hundred years. Yeah, but he was still giving. He was still giving his brother a spanking. Like, listen, I'm. I'm your older brother. You have to listen to me. And as far as motivation goes, it wasn't really. It was. Yeah, Kayla's death was what motivated Wolverine to be the Wolverine. But it. It was what Stryker promised him. He wanted Victor dead. That's all he wanted. Right. He just wanted Victor dead, and, pro- and Stryker promised him the powers that Victor didn't have to kill him, which was a trick. It was Wh- a ploy. While also promising Victor Logan's powers. But that's what's awesome about Stryker, that Until- he doesn't care about mutants at all. But he all wants of this, these juggernauts to fight. All of this blows up on Stryker in the third act. 
everything that he's done at this point. Weapon 11 is gone. Weapon 10 is gone. Victor is gone. And villain. Uh, Silver Fox is dead. And he's being mind controlled to walk in, in one direction until he gets caught by that army. Just like in the any. Uh, okay, and it ends just the way a comic book movie should end. Bad guy goes down, good guy prevails. Okay, he didn't prevail in the most best ways, but it does leave us for the first X Men. Because from there, now Wolverine has no memory. He's probably still in Canada, being the Wolverine fighting in cage fights. Like, that is, that's awesome. If you if you wake up the, tomorrow morning with not knowing who you are or where you are, but you have no way to die, metal claws, and super strength, what are you going to do? You're going to make some money cage fighting. I, I, I guess. But the whole thing is, if you want to believe that this film goes into those movies, how come Cyclops doesn't recognize Wolverine? How come Professor X doesn't know Wolverine? Those people, Cyclops seen no, Wolverine no, no. face to face. Well, I guess he didn't see him because uh, he has his, look, his little. Uh, I don't think Cyclops ever actually eyes. like you know like saw him saw him because yeah he did have the bandages on his eyes so you can so that one you know you can't you're just grasping at straws here mm-hmm. but Xavier is like the Obi Wan Kenobi of X Men like he's very he tells the truth but he tells like scattered truth the he omits truth. the tr- truth he does half truths he knew who he was when Logan wakes up in X Mansion. He knew who he was. Yeah. He just didn't know his full story because he couldn't read his mind. Right. And at that point in the X-Men Origins, when when Xavier came to rescue the kids, it was about rescuing the kids, not about rescuing one man. The needs of the few do not outweigh the needs of the many. Logan has rejuvenation powers. He can survive that fight with the Deadpool. All those kids could have died. He needed to protect those kids who have no idea how to use their powers. Yes, because this Deadpool is a mutant killer. This is this is Stryker's... Magnum opus, right? And that was the whole purpose of Find Stryker. Logan, acts to help against Victor. If he says no, kill his girlfriend. Get him to sign up for Out of Revenge. Test, just to test the adamantium, right? Yeah, everything was just... To, he just like wanted, to, g- he wanted to see if his body can survive the trial. Because if his body can survive the trial, Wade Wilson's body could survive the trial. So am I to believe that he was just going to kill Logan after this? He was going to wipe his memory and use him as a mutant killer. But he's, has, he's using Logan to build the mutant killer. Yes, but that's when that's, yeah, but that's when that's when the 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 X Force uh, in a in a sense comes in because now you have guys like Sabretooth who s- thinks he's gonna be promised these powers, Wolverine who he wants memory wiped so he can go and capture these guys while Deadpool still he needs to kill mutants or capture mutants while Deadpool is still being made. Deadpool is you can even see at the end where the woman said the stitching is not done yet, the lining right, right, right. isn't done. He's yeah, like, I don't yeah. care, load it, load it. But load he was it. Cl- but he was close because he tells Logan. My son was the first part piece of this puzzle. You were the last. So seemingly, we're all done. Even though he's not the last, because the last is actually Cyclops, because you get Cyclops yeah, post that's, that's post uh, post Logan. But um, I just feel like I you're a hundred percent right on the villain aspect of well, of course he's not going to be a mega genius because he's not supposed to win. He's supposed to lose. It's, it's yeah. the villain. My issue is I believe personally that we had a better striker in X Men too. Um, and so when you see that striker, when he goes into the X Mansion and he's gunning kids, I'm like, now, now, uh, obviously that should be an escalation, right, from where he's at in this film. But I feel like it's two different people. I feel like I feel like I don't see those two different people. A, there's a definitive thing. I think it's two different people, but striker from X Two has more experience, obviously. But um, from when I say experience, I mean he's let the kids go. 
He comes to the X Mansion in X2 and doesn't want to let nobody go. He right. He's got to gun down the kid. Yeah. Because Logan already screwed him over the first time. He ain't trying to have it over again. <laughs> See, that's the thing is. But that's when continuity comes into play. Oh, uh, don't let's not. We can't even talk about, like I said, we can't look, even talk look, look, about What was it, continuity. Danny Houston, right? That's, yes. it, that's it. Look at Danny Houston and look at Brian Cox. I look at them as just a more, like, Pokemon, more evolved forms. Okay. The, the Striker in X-Men Origins and the Striker in X2 both hated mutants. They right. both had a son who they used experimentations on. Yeah. And they were both these, like, megalomaniac colonels. Right. But the William Stryker that we see in, like, X-Men Origins or even in the or the prequel X-Men's is a little bit more wet behind the ears. He doesn't know, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He just knows he hates mutants. I forgot they do have Stryker in the original, the, yeah, I mean, the, sorry, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, they have I him as, uh, they just have him as, like, a lieutenant. The younger, real, yeah, real younger So, uh, I don't striker. really count that. That's just, I guess, name drops for name drops. But uh-huh. if we stick to this one, Danny Houston, he... he he was just a guy that hates mutants. And you can understand from X2, uh, his son killed his wife or made his wife go insane. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're two different people because he's a more adult. Shit, listen, if you make me walk a thousand miles to my feet bleed, I think I'm going to be a little bit more angry. Now, the only way that she was able to do such a thing is because Silver Fox has the power of persuasion. This power does not work on Logan or Logan or Sabretooth. Well, she does say, originally when act, she says, yes, it's just the woman power of persuasion. But uh, she has the mutant ability when she touches you that she can uh, persuade you to do what you would like I, to do. I think it's like a one. Of, there was another comic book character that had a, 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 a thing like that, and I think it's all about... Um, uh, my, like Jedi mind tricks, yeah, 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 how it only works on the weak-minded, right? Guys like Logan, guys like Saber, too, well, are too strategic for it to also, work on them. There's also comic book context for Logan's mind being able to heal itself, so it doesn't necessarily like if there's things against him or trying to attack him, that uh, that can be activated. But my whole beef is that sh- uh, in that moment, and I think that's the coolest. I think that's Kayla's coolest scene when she. Puts the gun up when she makes Striker put the gun up against his head, but then says, "We're not going to kill you because then that would make us just as bad as uh you know yeah. as you." So walk in one direction until your feet bleed and keep walking. Think that's that's the coolest. But it reminds me that that power does work on Striker. Why was she even working for Striker if she could have done this from the beginning? She could have hugged him and said, "Let my sister go." And then her sister's gone, and there's no, no dog in the fight. It takes it takes trauma to really, like, open a person's mind. Maybe she was just, at, at that point, when her sister was kidnapped, she was probably just scared. We don't know how many years he's had his, had her sister for. She right. could have been with Logan for three years. But so isn't she that been a gamble? She can't use her powers against Logan. She can't use her powers against Victor. So she's she's gambling that Logan might find her attractive and nice to talk to and wants to hear her long stories uh, about, about Ko- Keikuwatsu. Because, I mean, listen, her power is supposed to be some kind of power of persuasion, but her power is exposition, right? That's that's her power. Silver Fox's power in this is exposition. You want to know why Wolverine got his name? Keikuwatsu. Oh, and you have my sister, remember? That was the deal. Yeah, you have to tell us everything. Um, at one point, Stryker points at her and says, explain how you died. And she goes, well, <laughs> Victor saw me. We pumped myself full of this medicine, and then my heart stopped. And then, and it, it legit happens just like that. And already, when you see that she's a terrible human being for tricking Logan, and already when you see that her best scene is being gonna be retconned because she could have touched Stryker from the beginning, he returns to save her anyway. 
Why, Logan? You've already been gullible, dumb, tricked, and and bamboozled for for now an hour and forty five minutes. Because it's the right thing uh, to do. Until until then, he loses his memory, and then uh uh Gambit's like, "Do you know her?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs> He's like, "I don't know who this is." When uh, just a normal person, if that was a stranger, you pick him up anyway, right? Even if you don't know him. But it's not it's not about that, and. It is the right thing to do, but Wolverine only does the right thing when it's affecting him personally, which is not the Wolverine I know. Like, Deadpool is that guy where he doesn't get into the fight until Vanessa uh, gets captured or whatever what happens. And he obviously he's trying to fight Francis and all that kind of stuff there. But I felt like Wolverine had no agency. He's being pushed the entire movie. And if the eventual, um, you know, arc is that he gets pushed the entire movie until he gets pushed so much that he will never get pushed again i dig it but he loses his memory so he literally learns from nothing that happens in this film. well what if he didn't lose his memory what if he didn't lose his memory and because the wolverine leads after leads leads in after x-men for uh last stand right if i remember yeah yeah because he's having dreams of gene gray being killed okay now what if look at how look at 2000 we have 2010 Right. We have X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, and then we have Wolverine Origins. Uh-huh. What would happen if the ending of Wolverine Origins, he does not lose his memory? How on God's green earth does that tie into continuity of the first one where he has no idea who he is? Well, initially, the reason why he lost his memory was because of that Weapon X helmet, which I think is not only cool, but practical, and so practical, and so practical that they bring it up... They Put it in X-Men Apocalypse. In X-Men Apocalypse, after he murks everybody, after we get the true berserker that is Berserker Logan, he runs away, seemingly not knowing where he is, who he is, and when next time we see him, if he shows up in Dark Phoenix, he's gonna have amnesia. Yeah, but that's and the thing is she gave him a piece of his memory that he could, that he could give her. I remember that in X Men in X Men Apocalypse, like when he when she takes the helmet off. Oh yeah, she does she give him some kind of yeah. She, she gives him like his name back. Like, he can remember his name or something like that. Because that's what Cyclops asked. What did you do? And she's like, I gave him a piece of him back. Speaking of names, why Logan? Because you just found out that guy was your pops before you murked him? Well, I mean, listen. the guy. You was were a, James Howlett. Was, yeah, you he, were born, but born and raised. Yeah, but there you go. He James Howlett. My man was in every single war. What if, after a while, what if, came, what if came the Great War, people started realizing, wait a minute, we have pictures here of these two in the same war. You're going to want to change your name and, you know, try and run away and start over. That makes sense. But then why is Victor still Victor Creed? Because he doesn't give a damn. <laughs> Which means, you understand? So who's hiding? You need to stop hanging out with that Victor because he's a bad influence on you, uh, Logan. I hope you're listening. I hope Hugh Jackman is listening to this for, obviously, X-Men Origins Wolverine 2. X-Men Origins Wolverine 2. And Sabretooth, dig the actor, dig the intensity. But anytime he's not talking, he's kind of terrible. He's kind of terrible. He loves to kill people. Uh, he He's a rapist that we're supposed to respect at the end of it, right? He's trying to dog out that Vietnamese woman. That's the whole reason why the army Well, I mean, I don't know if him. I can respect him at all in the movie. Yeah, he didn't kill, yeah, he didn't kill, like, Wolverine, but he did give him that nice little, like, you know, where brothers will never be done for the hell of it. But why did he say that when the entire movie, he's trying to kill him so that he could take his powers? Or at least uh, uh, take the adamantium procedure that he, he got. Hurt. He broke his heart. He betrayed him. By leaving? Yeah. He didn't want to kill him. We just said that Sabretooth was tricking him into killing him anyway. No, so I'm let him about go. When they, the, the reason why Wolverine left the, the that special teams in the first place. It's was, killing innocent because people. they were killing innocent people looking for adamantium. But that's, that's Sabretooth's jam. He loves to kill innocent people. It's like one of those things where if you're into real big metal, right? We both like music, but you're into metal. And so there's a metal concert. I don't mind you going. I'm not going to feel bad for not going. I don't like 
metal. You know what I'm saying? So if Creed wants to go kill, go kill. That's the immaturity of him. I'm going to go. Immaturity of Wolverine. The immaturity of Wolverine. Wolverine. The immaturity of of Sabretooth. It's like, how can you just like leave? Stab me in the back like this? You know? No, he doesn't like killing. This isn't right. He. They didn't sign up for this one. I hate those when they put those lines in movies. Oh yeah, we, we didn't sign up for this. That's ex- are you serious? That That's is exactly, exactly what, what you signed, up, signed up, for. up for, especially when they put it in like cop movies. Well, not only that, Logan says, "I'm not doing this," and just leaves. Is that the thing you could just do with the secret special ops mutant thing? You could just yeah, bounce, no, just that, walk that, away. That is an actual question. How did he get back home from Africa? He didn't take the same plane with them. How did he not get court-martialed because he was under? And then in the at the end of the film. When he has no memory, uh, Gambit's like, hey, bro, let's go. We can go on the plane. He's like, I'm going to go by myself. I'm like, you're on an island, bro. Like, if The whole reason why they were leaving was because they were like, oh, cops are going to come. And when they see everything here, they're going to blame us. So we should bounce. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'll find my own way. Badass line. But practicality on an island doesn't really make much Probably sense. Probably swim. Doesn't make, I hope he swam. He needed you know a good one thing swim. I hope he didn't do? I hope he didn't gallop. This entire film, Sabretooth does nothing but gallop. He's a horse, in the, and it's the silliest, silliest motion I've ever seen. He gallops through the montage. He gallops in a, him and Stryker abduct a child in a public school in the middle of the United States without suspicion or consequence. You know what? Sabretooth murders mutant after mutant, special ops mutants, right? Because they were all on uh, Team X. Mutant after mutant without even without even a, a problem. Did you know that the Blob dies off screen? No, I didn't actually. When he kills, he kills, uh, he kills uh, uh, John, and he goes, "Yeah, worked on Fred, and Fred's Fred, whatever worked on Dukes." He said he worked on Dukes. Fred Dukes is the Blob. So he right after uh, John and Logan leave, post that terrible, terrible boxing sequence. I guess Victor just opened the door, kills <laughs> kills Duke, and then bounces to go uh, kill John. And he kills that? No. He literally just says It was just a one off. He worked says on worked on Dukes. He kills yeah, they killed Blob off screen. And Victor is hunting these people down, uh, you know, one by one, I guess. Yeah, but look at like, like the guy Bradley. Stuff. Like they even said it in the in the newspaper article that he was mauled by like a bear or something. Yeah, they're yeah. just because he he has claws that look like an animal, so they're gonna chalk up all these deaths to okay, they're at the wrong place, wrong time. Here comes a bear. Here comes a. a I a hope cougar. he dumped. I hope he dumped that body like in the woods because if they found him in his trailer, clawed up with a door that has a knob, that I hope that they put two and two together that this wasn't a, a badger. Yeah, or it was some a, kind of it was thing. a crazy bag lady. You know, it was a crazy bag lady. They're attractable nails, bro. They're attractable nails, bro. That's what felines do. That's just, what they. Why do. can't you just have them? Just have the nails. Don't have them retractable. Just have claws. Have actual claws, and you can pick up things with your hands. If you've, if you've ever seen, if you ever seen a woman, with some of these ridiculous nails that I've seen, ridiculous nail lengths or sharpened tips, they're able to do things. They're able to live a. a, a Pretty standard. Yeah, life. but they're like they're like going onto like the bottom of their fingertips. It looks like it's it looks. It, he doesn't like. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's gonna want to have something inconveniencing him. Sabretooth does not look like a man that likes inconvenience. Yeah, but he also doesn't look like a man that's gonna gonna be in a you know measuring contest with his nails. You know, like I I just 
Besides the galloping, like I said, I think Leif Schreiber is, is tense. He's very tense. He's intense. He's, well, he's did, very. Did um, Sabretooth ever run like that in any other interpretation of comics or cartoons? My main, my main source for Sabretooth is the one piece suit that he wears in animated series with the fur on the top, and I never saw him gallop. I always saw him on his on his regular uh, feet. He might have a long history of galloping. They should have done a, did a better job, I guess, with just the effect because, you know. Sabretooth doesn't know Stryker from a hole in the wall. Nowhere near as much as he knows Logan. But he's willing to kill Logan for Stryker to get Adamantium. He just wants to be over he just wants to be have powers. Power is an incentive. And and and, and if it means and if it, and if it means killing your brother for it, cool. And this is Victor this is Victor this is in line with Victor's whole thing. I'm agreeing with you on that point. But then why at the end we're brothers, Logan. Brothers protect each other. Don't forget that. Now I'm going to do a cool jump from here, and I'm going to live because I guess I'm some Strike sort of cat because person. The, the, because Alkali Lake is destroyed. There is no there is no way for him to get the serum. There, everything that he, that he did was basically for nothing, and he's just All like— All the people he murdered. And, it's, and, he, and he's basically you know what? I'm just going to—that's it. So he's he a drifter. So he took the L? Yeah, he took the L. <laughs> He, he, he took the L because you know the the, the 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 L for the battle wasn't as nearly as bad as the L of the war would have been. He if he took the L of of that war, he would have died. He right. probably would have been killed, and that's not something he wants. As much as he loves killing others, and as much as he loves being powerful, he probably doesn't want to die. Wolverine doesn't try to do. subdue this man, even though he's murdered countless countless people. Uh, did I say Wolverine or Logan? You said Wolverine. Okay, good, because. Wolverines don't howl. They've never yeah. howled. Yeah. So this story of Keikuwasu and the Wolverine that howls at the moon who is tricked by the trickster makes no sense. And if push came to shove and you had to take this extra crazy, this man signs up for a procedure that he knows nothing about. While he's on the operating table, he says, they explain to him, oh, so this is these are the things that are going to happen to you. He was so blind in rage because of this woman that he knew for six years. That's what revenge does to you. I would say five. He was gone for six years. So let's say ha- he spent six months in Canada, then met her and knew her for five and a half years. He was more driven by a five and a half year love than he was at a hundred year brotherhood where they fought side by side in war. Have wars. you ever been Three- in love, Don? I've been Don, in, have I, you ever been in love? I've never planned to murder my family because of love. But do you know how it feels to to know to be with somebody every day for five years? Who's lying that time to you? And who's lying to you blatantly at every? He turn, doesn't know. Manipulating you. If anything, she's more of the bad. She's more the villain of this story than anybody else. And so he decides to not only take. He's just get taking on names that people give him. He's taking on. He's gonna take Logan. He's gonna take Wolverine. In memory. Put them both on dog tags because that's cool. In memory. Or something. Those same dog tags. Is the reason why Gambit attacks him because Gambit's all like, "Oh, guy with the dog tags uh, captured me." So the dog tags screw him, screw him up anyway. And the dog tags show that he would have literally had a collar on his neck because of Striker. Striker's like, "Oh, what do you want your new collar to say? What do you want your new uh, your new leash?" No, but to that's say, ba- Logan? that was visually. That's basically what it is. He 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 put the dog tags around him as a way of you are my pet now. The that's only your collar. why did he allow that? Why did Logan allow that? He's, he actually because says... Because he's not looking at it like uh, as if it's a, a leash that's being put on him. He's just, a, he's just a soldier. I think that's the beef. I feel like he's not looking at it at all. I feel like he's not seeing past. And maybe that's, again, it's blind young, rage. Yeah, it's a blind, blind rage. rage. It's a young Logan who has no idea. Uh, he's 100 years old. Okay, but <laughs> he you, is one. He is literally, okay, fine, but literally 100 years socially old. Socially young. He maybe, is socially young. Maybe. This is a new age of new people, of new emotions, of things that he's not... He, he he lived before cars were invented. 
He oh. was around before cars were invented. So, of course, he's still not going to really get how humans work because humans are ever-changing and ever-adapting, and he's still from the 1840s. I just wish we would have got a more savage Wolverine that was tamed or, or some kind of— I will of say that it was a very restrained Wolverine, but we still got action every five to ten, maybe 15 minutes. That as bad as it was, even if it was bad— Galloping and yelling. We was still— Getting action every couple of scenes. That is a lot more action than I can say about Green Lantern. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But a lot Green, more action. At least Green Lantern had jokes. What was, uh, hey, bub, did you just call me blob? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I mean, we had, we had Wade before Wilson. That happened, before that happened, he said something like, hey, fat, I mean, Fred. No, not not a, not a, not a, nothing happened. Uh, Fred didn't have a problem with that, but being Probably called Blob, but being called Blob is just something that that you know, man. I felt like the actor was terrible the entire role. I felt like he had like, no, that, like that, peanut butter I, in his mouth. But it's problem because that I'm trying to remember the actor's name because I've seen him in so many great things, and he's actually a really funny actor. I actually do like the actor that played Fred Dukes, but it's just like. I don't know. He wasn't motivated by it's that. It's the things I have more. I, if I, I'm trying, I, I can. I'm trying to defend this movie, but it's a lot of the A lot of the writing is questionable. I it will is. say a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the one-off lines, a lot of their choices was questionable. But it was, it was still a. It was nice, feel-good comic book movie. It wasn't. It didn't have the heart of most comic book movies, but. It was adventure. My main thing is, I felt like this was a cash grab. I felt like it was forced to the point oh, most that definitely for, to the point that I feel like they forced several things. Just like uh, you, did you see that part part of the coalition that created this film was Richard Donner? Donner's company worked on it, and that's probably the reason why we got two elderly people, bootleg Kents, that find that are driving on the road, right? Just like the Kents driving on the road. Da, 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 da. Oh, look, a very weird person, but we should still be absolutely decent because they can't kill us. And they see him in the barn, and they go and they're they calling him son. Give him a leather jacket. Give him a place to stay. Give, give him, him dinner. Yeah. He massive. He has like a Spider-Man moment in the bathroom. Like, what? I'm too powerful. Get get out of here! You, I almost expected the old man to be like, and with great power, you know, in the barn. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. He was just five. It was like 20 minutes into his new claws. He has no idea what the hell these. He doesn't have. Time, he had bone claws, but he didn't have time to 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 really. But bone claws is not gonna cut up porcelain sinks. Bone but claws it might do is not some gonna damage. You don't just walk around with those no, things. No, no, no. A, a bone claw might might scratch things. Might put like a dent, but it's not gonna take down a radiator. It also would have been pretty cool to see him flinch when he whipped out those first metal claws for the he first time. He did flinch. He did. Did he flinch? Yeah. I didn't when, he put, back. when he put it together, he he smacked them together. This sparked, and he jumped back. And he oh no! At I'm him. talking about the pain. I'm talking about the. Ch oh, these are huge metal. Things and he says it hurts every time. This is from X Men One, and he has bruises on his knuckles. Uh, nothing. And there's a scene when he when he escapes and he cuts through the was, weapon X facility was... and he jumps out. His claws are on the top of his hand. They're literally up here, and they can't decide where they want the claws for in this. Because literally, realistically, those suckers are not fitting into his forearms. Right, and you know they are not fitting Deadpool. into his forearms. Same thing about Deadpool. But, like I said, they had to force the Kents in there. Um, but, good thing about the Kents being in there, it starts the tradition of innocent farmers being killed because Logan's around. You know, that continues in Logan, right? Oh, nice farmers want to help Wolverine. Oh, dead. That's what always happens. So, if you're a farmer and you see a mutant with uh, rejuvenating powers, don't mess with them. Another thing forced in here, Gambit. Let's talk about Gambit a little Gambit bit, Gambit right? was not forced. He wasn't forced in here? He wasn't forced in here? 
Oh, we all like the Gambit. You know why we all like the Gambit? Because we've been waiting for Gambit. That's why. We want the Gambit to the point that we still want Gambit. Channing Tatum's Gambit? Give him Gambit. Still haven't heard nothing about Gambit. Gambit is a is a, a mutant that we hear was captured by Stryker and Victor, put on the island, right? Chilled with the guards enough to play poker with them. Right? He was taking all their money. Yeah, he played poker with the guards. You remember when we saw the kids in the in the inmate outfits locked in chains that seemed like they haven't been fed? Oh, Remy's on the other side yeah, where you get to hang out with the guards, play cards, take their money to use for what? What is he using the money for? But it's cool because he escaped. He's one of the only ones that escaped. And good thing, he's hiding in plain sight in New Orleans where he's born, playing cards using his mutant powers to the point that Logan finds him, and Victor finds him, but Victor is not there to kill him. Why? Because no one cares about him enough. Good, good way. You, you, good on you for escaping from from us, and and you could tell everybody about what happened and what we're doing Gambit on that secret island. Gambit was a commodity. Island, Gambit was just Gambit was just a. He was a loose end, that a smart man would have tried to. And he's a bootleg Han Solo. I won this plane in a card game. Get out of here! Did you notice that when he uh when he does his little I like the card thing right. I like the card thing. But when he does that, when he fights him on the outside, all his facial hair is gone. He has, he has, all, he had a, uh, like a little goatee, like my little thingy here. And it was all gone. I like this movie just as much as the pirated version. Oh, oh. Oh, God. The leaked CGI oh God, version. The, the leak, that leaked version was. Leak CGI, baby. Leak CGI oh showed my. us the truth about this movie and also showed us the truth about what's probably the worst part about this film and the reason why we're talking about it here today. Deadpool, Barackapool, as I call him. Uh, yeah, screw, screw the mask. We'll just put black things on his eyes. Screw the, screw the suit. Pajama pants works better. We have, uh, uh, I'm guessing he's entirely coated in adamantium, which is, I think was pretty cool. Logan, uh, his, I think his clothes are on fire when he cuts his head off, which actually makes sense, I guess. Yeah, uh, adamantium cuts. The uh, it was it was it was it was hot. Sense. It was really hot metal. Yeah, like right. that shit was. Yeah, so theoretically, it should have hot knife through butter. Yeah, hot hot knife through butter. But that happens because he's shooting laser beams at Logan, and Logan's blocking them with his claws. He never thinks to once just pick his head up just a little bit and clear his entire head. They decide to fight on a smokestack for absolutely no reason. The third act in this is absolutely inexcusable just on a logistic standpoint while they're fighting. Now, you a actually, bad fight. You actually did a, a good job saying that, you know, they fought away from the kids, which actually makes sense. I'll buy that. I'll take that. I'll take any excuse at this point because no one else is giving me anything. So I will take that. But uh, the idea that you would fight this man on a narrow platform uh, and he can teleport... <laughs> He, which he didn't know before he got up there. But now he's up there. This is a no-win game, right? Like he's I'm assuming Logan's in this to die. He's yeah. in this to die. There's no there is no winning from he this. Doesn't, he even doesn't if know he wins, he's gonna win. Even if he wins, he only gets to ground level because the thing falls down. If he wins and and thing falls down, what is he doing? Is he jumping like Victor? Victor jumped and he was fine. I mean Victor jumped and he was great. And we know we don't see him again until I'm assuming. Victor sees him in X Men One Which, and well, says I don't know how nothing. he didn't notice him. Oh, he did. I don't know how he didn't notice. He didn't him. even spend a hundred years with him. I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what. I, that's all I am saying. I think Gambit had a stupid stick, <laughs> and I think he did stupid. Oh, things. don't leave it. Leave his staff. That staff was cool. I think he did stupid things. Uh, uh, he he was found way too early, and he shows up late in the fight and does absolutely nothing. I think Gambit was forced. I think uh, this movie was forced. I think Deadpool was forced. Ryan Reynolds actually did fine as Wade Wilson. I will give you that. Um, and I don't even mind the sword, the little sword helicopter thing. I actually think it looks 
cool? Like it's one of those. It's Katana Rama. You ever played? Those, you ever played Marvel vs. Capcom three? Yeah, that's basically the Katana Rama. It's one of those sure. rule of cool things where it looks cool, so it, you get a pass. You get a pass on me for it. But that that entire raid, like the idea of these these mutants with powers, Bradley, I'm assuming, can control electricity. But uh, a frequency, like wave, uh, wave frequency waves. He's used to yeah, lower. Like a yeah, he's yeah. used. He's used to lower a plane, and. Rise an elevator in this film. That's it. That's the only thing that this man with this crazy yeah, power you, of Yeah, but if you see, Stryker, does, Stryker doesn't care about what their powers are. He just cares how he can manipulate those powers. So if you see that compound, when they're raiding the compound, everybody had something to do. They did. Specifically Except catered to their power. Except for Sabretooth. Who runs up a wall and then and stays does, on top of the building. And, and does nothing. Then just laughs when everybody dies. Uh, I'm assuming by grabbing him that John... And Wade probably could have just done this whole thing by themselves. Maybe. Right? Uh, John can teleport. No need to go through the front gate. And he can teleport. Can he? It, it, is it stated that he can like put his hand on somebody and bring him with him if he teleports? Oh, I don't know. Or maybe John could do it by himself. Teleport, grab the guy, or grab the rock, and teleport back. It was not that the fact that they needed to rock. They need to know what village the rock was found in. This is a this is a guerrilla warfare compound. They're not just going to tell you, okay, yeah, we found it in XXB. You torture his ass. What does John do? Does John have a gun? Does he know how to fight? Uh, John Will had, I am John, is terrible in this. John thing. had John had a gun. He teleported behind him to make sure he didn't use his gun. But you could see like that, the, like the AK wrapped around him. Yeah. Can I do my John impression? <laughs> Go ahead. We hunt our own kind, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing he says in that film. We hunt our own kind. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, there, buddy. And he goes, he goes. You know what? You're gonna go find that gambit. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. And then dies, dies seconds within his first confrontation. I didn't ask for no redemption. Yeah, you need to sit down there, John. <sighs> that I, I, I ain't, I, I ain't Wade Logan. I, I ain't Wade Victor. And them scary tricks ain't gonna work on me. Boxing, boxing, Logan. Why would you stay in the same three positions? I don't. Why I don't would know. and you can see you can even see the first time he teleports when he punches him and teleports behind him. You can see Sabretooth is just trying to catch him. The whole time he teleports, he's literally trying to teleport into where he grabs him. Right where he finally fucking. Blah, sorry, kids. That's not a word <laughs> you should be saying. Right. Where he just grabs him by the spine. He grabs him by the spine and calls him predictable. That is awesome. It is. And he also says, oh, wow, I got you by your spine. I didn't even know you had one. Which is also, That's again, an awesome cool line. line. And it's also amazing that we can see that Sabretooth can catch a person mid-teleport and kill them. Well, it would have been incredibly no. useful to do that same thing against Deadpool on top of the well, smokestack. That, but, but that's the thing. It's, he, it's not the fact that he caught him mid-teleport. He knew exactly the three-step motion that John would teleport. Right. The fight with Wade on top of that smokestack. He's There's punch- only two places to teleport. In yeah, front of Logan, e- in front every of time, Victor. But every time he, he's teleporting, he's like jumping. He's like... He's jumping in midair, teleporting, and going back to the same spot. Jumping in midair, teleporting. They need to figure to that out. They're he should have been. He should have been predictable. They should have figured that out. But that's the whole point. Is he was unpredictable, and that's why it sticks a little bit true to to Deadpool's fighting style. Is he was unpredictable. I just feel like after seeing this movie, I am like Wolverine, waking up from a PTSD nightmare of some. What is it? Uh, was it the wars? All of them. All of them. Get the. You, you see? It's, it's <laughs> All so. Of them. It's so bad. But I'm done beating done, the, the done. dead you're, horse. You're done. You're, 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 you've done your tours. You've done your fair share. I have done my tours. So what, how, but 
You're telling me that you wouldn't have night terrors if you fought in every single American war? I can't understand if I was drafted into every single American war, but this is a voluntary process in which he himself volunteered for all these wars and probably helped America win. So I thank you for that, Logan. But for somebody who doesn't want to kill, you sure signed up for a whole lot of killing, whether it be a regular war, striker's war, and then you sign up with Striker again it's not to about, kill Victor. It's not about killing. It's about he doesn't want to kill killing Victor. In, in, innocent. It's about killing Victor. He wants to kill Victor. He wants to Victor. kill the hell out of Victor. Well, that's because Victor took some, took everything from him. So you're good until you're not good. You're good until you're on my list, and then you're bad. Yeah. It's Trash. Wolverine. That's how Wolverine works. Trash. Will never be a hero. He told, like, he, he told Storm in the very first movie, you know, you know, the, the a war is coming. Are you sure you're on the right side? We don't know which side Wolverine is on, but Trash. he's definitely on his side. You know, well, that's why he'll never be a hero like Hal Jordan. That's why. Are you that's kidding why he'll me? Never be a hero Are you kidding me? Like, oh my Hal God! Listen, how how Jordan is only a hero because uh, because Aban uh, Sabah Noor or whatever his name was, cho- the ring chose him. That's that's um apocalypse. <laughs> well, but before we, get, I don't even remember any other. Let's get names. but let's get the people up on a real comic book film. DC's Green Lantern, billions of years ago, beings called the Guardians of the Universe used the green accent. Guardians of, of the Universe. That sounds a little suspicious, doesn't it? That they, sounds a little funny, doesn't they, it? I'm pretty sure they predate. I like the how that right. Galaxy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they okay, predate okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, they uh, used the green essence of willpower to create an intergalactic police force called the Green Lantern Corps. They divide the universe into a bunch of sectors, with one lantern being per sector. And uh, one lantern, uh, Abensor, is defeated by Parallax. Abensor, uh, that's his name. Abensor, he defeats uh, Parallax. Uh, Before they parallax him. Basically, he defeats Parallax and then traps him into the lost sector. Uh, Parallax happens to escape, uh, attacks. Uh, uh, Abin Sir, Abin Sir's ring goes to find a, a worthy successor. It finds Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan basically goes through then the training day kind of deal where he trains to become a hero uh, while simultaneously Hector Hammond, a scientist, is working on Abin Sir, it, uh, contracts some of the parallax and uh, becomes a villain. And the end of the film is seemingly, well, the majority of the film is, is Hal becoming a hero to eventually defeat uh, Parallax. And Ladies and gentlemen, Hector that Hammond. is it. That is literally it. The movie starts, we get bad guy exposition. Hal finds a ring, Hal becomes an unlikely hero, Hal saves the day, the movie's over. We get an end credit scene to a movie word to a sequel we will never see. Speaking of oh, oh, we're gonna talk about end credit scenes that go nowhere. Mr. Mr. Deadpool's head is still alive. And oh, by the way, his mouth isn't shut anymore, somehow. Somehow the fall ripped his mouth apart, and so now he can speak. But we don't got to worry about any sequel because of what my boy uh, Ryan Reynolds did in Deadpool 2, yeah, which is listen, even listen, better. The timeline is clean. Oh, it's clean. But, it's but clean. Come on, who, uh, ladies and gentlemen in comic book land, who truly, other than a few scenes of training and that one saving of the party, who truly remembers this movie? Poor Peter Skarsgård. The best part of this movie was killed for no reason. Listen, Peter Skarsgård was amazing. And I don't know if he's the best part of this movie because Ryan Reynolds was fine. Uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro was enlightened. I he totally was he was amazing as Sinestro. Strong? Yes, and he was amazing wow, as Sinestro. I totally forgot that, that was Mark Strong. Uh, wow. uh, you're gonna you're gonna try to play the actual factual on screen chemistry between Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds? A chemistry so big it broke through. It broke through cinema, and they're married now. Married, folks. He has more on-screen chemistry in here than Wolverine and, and Kei Kuatsu. Hal, listen, in, Hal in, Jordan in, uh, is, is one of the worst superheroes 
ever for the simple fact is he really tried to go to go to a woman that he's known since they were kids with a CGI mask and try and act like Superman. Like, yeah. if no one is going to tell the... T- I, I know you since you were a kid, Hal. I know those cheeks. I know your chin. And What? And that 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 going to her trying to play that he's not Hal only doesn't work if she falls for it. But the fact that she doesn't fall for it laughs at the convention that that a simple... A simple thing covering your face would would change but how you look in front of the people that love you. Why would you think that just because you have a, a a small little sleeping mask on that that that, that covers the circles around your your corneas is going to change anything? Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds with or without sunglasses. I agree. I agree. And this film agrees by agreeing with you and saying that Blake Lively why was able to, to see him. Why would that be anyways? I don't want why because it's hard. It's hard to explain the stuff like why people don't know that Robin is Robin. Look at that mask. How do you not know that that's Dick Grayson? Or Jason Todd, or any of the uh, of the Robins. Domino masks are ridiculous to anybody. Black Cat, right? Uh, uh, Black Canary. Or how do I not know it's you? This film has the balls to say, "Of course it's you," and I I thank them for that. I I thank them for that. Yes, but this isn't a Deadpool movie where you need to be self-referential and you need to be meta like that. Like this movie is not supposed to be meta. It's supposed to teach us that even though we are human, that even though we try to be fearless. We are still only human, which was one of the worst, worst lines ever. Because no, when you say the line, well, I'm only human, it's not because you're fearless or you have fear. It's because you messed up. It's, oops, I stepped in crap. I'm only human. Oops, I ran Man. this stop sign. I'm only human. Oops, I dropped my phone in water. I'm only human. Well, that, that, that's a line. The actual lesson of this story is that fear shouldn't be absent but overcome. And what a lesson. Dan, would you like to tell me what the lesson of X-Men Origins Wolverine is? Uh, oh, oh, absent? Is it absent one? That's because it doesn't have one. And that's why X-Men Origins is a terrible superhero film. Not only does the superhero in it have no reason to do anything that he does and is pushed to be motivated to do the things that he does, no lesson, no maturity. At least how Wolverine was pushed in every single movie he was in. Because Every movie that is being pushed. I don't want to see somebody. So in a then, wheelchair. why would you originally write us as uh, write him from nine, uh, back in two thousand as a pushable character? He's a doormat. He was pushed into becoming an X Man. He was pushed into going back to Alkali Lake. He was pushed into becoming a teacher. He was pushed into going through the process. Well, you know, he was no. pushed to go to Japan. He and and so, and and give up his his healing factor. He was pushed to be the guardianship of this little girl. The entire time Wolverine was Wolverine on TV, he is being pushed. And the thing is, regardless of how the Wolverine uh, character, um, what his motivations may be, and maybe maybe you're right, maybe throughout his publication history, he has been pushed, but they have found ways to keep that entertaining. Somehow. Somehow. I don't a know. A lot what, more entertaining how, than Green Lantern. And, and a lot more entertaining than X-Men Origins Wolverine. And to the point that everything that you may like about X-Men Origins Wolverine was done better in a regular X-Men movie. The, the, the Berserker Rage was done better in X-Men Apocalypse. There was a better Striker in X-Men 2. There's a better My Girlfriend's Dead scene in Last Stand. Literally everything about X-Men Origins is a cash grab, whereas Green Lantern was supposed to be the start of something. Now, obviously it wasn't, but X-Men Origins was supposed to be the start of something too, and it wasn't. No, My it, protagonist it, it was the true. start of something. It was the start of the CGI schlock fests that DC is known for. Like every single climactic event is a CGI schlock fest. Because my film was the only film bogged down by terrible, terrible CGI. Ah, I think that's a smile on your face, sir. I would go on the record of saying amnesia is dumb. 
And so I think that the fact that you're a character at the end of his film, Death Amnesia, is one of the most cop-out things since it was all a dream, to quote Biggie Smalls. I think the topic of fear as a weapon As more of a cop-out as punching Parallax into the sun. That's a DC he thing. He punched we, him so into Superman the sun. Does, bro. We but he's like not sun. Superman. But he's he's the space Superman. He's nowhere in, Superman is the space Superman. At least he wanted to punch somebody in this film. Everybody he punches in this film, he wants to punch. Meanwhile, you got K. Kawatsu over there <laughs> trying to be like, can, why can't anyone just let me be a lumberjack in peace? If he had it his way, it'd be X-Men Origins Lumberjack, and that's what we'd be watching. This film, despite all its terrible CGI, had... Beautiful members of the Green Lantern Corps in it. Kilowog looked amazing to me. Owa looks fine. When you see that whole planet of Green Lanterns and they all, you know, uh, the core, the core, and all the lights. Yeah, all that stuff looks cool. The oath, even the fake oaths to infinity and beyond and uh, by the power of Grayskull. Hilarious. But Way that's, just them, that's just them wanting Ryan Reynolds to be Ryan Reynolds. No, it was forced. It was forced. Uh, I uh, pledge allegiance to the lamp. Of the what the hell? That's Ryan. It's the truth. That's if someone told you you had to say an oath, you would assume the first oath that you know, and the first oath you have is the allegiance of the flag. It's the only thing that we know as, and the, and it's assumed that he should he should know this. He should know but this. But all you gotta do is all you had to do is not talk. Just touch the lantern and with the ring, and everything will do the power for you. And then it, everything was. You want to talk about Gambit being forced? This whole movie was forced. So when we that. when we see Ryan, when we see Hal Jordan, I listen. My favorite DC superhero is Hal Jordan. Not any other Green Lantern, but Hal Jordan. This was not Hal Jordan. This was some cocky pretty boy who's telling a... He's leaving a blonde he doesn't even know in his apartment while he goes to work. Oh, the coffee's coffee's done and there's Pop-Tarts in the fridge or whatever crap like that. You know, see yourself out. It's not Hal Jordan. Him... Okay, maybe him going against... Uh, a company's policy and trying to do something with you know, with the fighter to be a cocky pilot is kind of his. That's his. That's that was his, his thing. Yes, that's in his wheelhouse. But hey, but being this this playboy, I didn't want a playboy in my Hal Jordan movie. I wanted a guy who who even though he shows he's fearless, still has a little fear in him. The movie starts off with that playboy. By the end of that film, he has a love. He has a one love interest, which happens to be the same love interest that who he has. Who didn't love him forty five minutes beforehand? No, I would argue that Blake Lively, uh, who plays Carol Ferris, I want to Carol, believe. no, Carol, yeah, Carol, Carol Ferris. Ferris. Carol Ferris. Uh, she liked him from the get. They went on a like kind of a date. They when they get at the bar, she's like, "Remember, we haven't been here since the last time we were here." Uh, uh, and he's like, yo, that's the first time we flew. And then she goes, yeah, and after that, you would just fly with anyone who was on a plane, who had a plane, which was all euphemism for sex. So how basically dumped this girl, this poor girl. No, no, no. It's not that he dumped her. It's like she liked him, but he was, a, a once again, a playboy, and she can't be with playboys. So come on. But we eventually get... That we eventually get somebody who knows about responsibility, who knows about patience, and knows about uh, building a foundation of a relationship because he ch- does that. He goes to her and does that. He does go to her a little bit with the pretense of, you don't know it's me. But once it is him, he cops up to it. He could have just disappeared, flew away, or some kind of madness. But he's like, yeah, you know what? It is me. And he worst, sat there and had the conversation that is with the, That is the second worst secret identity I've seen since Mark Webb's Spider-Man movies. Where he has his mask off every five minutes. Well, yeah, that there's that too. But no one else knew it was Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan stood there in the middle of Ferris 
Ferris, whatever the heck, a, a party just, for I Ferris. Just yada like that. yada. That's just that's just what I and don't like. In like what you said with the raccoon eyes masks for superheroes, I just personally don't like the fact that you think that just because there's a little mask over the the circles of your eyes, you're not gonna be able to tell who they. Hey, can you tell who I am? Green Hornet was. I, I can, can you tell who I am? Okay, yeah, Green, Green, Green Hornet did have that. That is a very underrated comic book movie. But yeah, my underrated. like I said, my protagonist matures, and he when you do find him, yes, if he's unlikable because he's cocky, if he's unlikable because he's a womanizer, if he's unlikable because he runs away from his responsibilities, but he that's matured, fine. But they, but, but he, they, they forced how much he matures. Go. The pacing was just. I like fast pacing, but this was just. It was like the movie was forty-five minutes. The movie felt no more than forty-five minutes. Short had three acts, but he he learns how to be. A lantern core from five minutes of training and getting his butt kicked, which is, I mean, that's every movie. That's 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 Force Awakens, not Force Awakens, uh, Last Jedi. You know these five minute training montages, and we're supposed to believe that, or even fuck um, Empire. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, same so, thing. And he does the same thing that happens in Empire. I'm 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 out. I'm out. I'm done with this. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna leave. And they let him go. It, it's the same exact things. There. But that's the thing. That's the thing right there. He walked away from being a lantern. So then he's not worthy. Then the ring should have came off automatically. Bam, he loses walked, his powers. He walked away from being a lantern because I guess he just he wasn't up for the But then the ring should have should have jumped off his hand right then and there. Because but the, the ring chose him ori- why the ring chose him originally is never explained. The ring, never explained. The, yes. The ring chose him initially because they be- it believed it believed that Hal Jordan had the immense power to overcome fear. How omnipotent fear. Can, a, can a piece of jewelry be? I don't write the rules. The rings choose people. They legit choose but they, people. And but they the thing is, there was more exposition in X-Men Origins than there ever was in Green Lantern. At least, oh, I, no. See, I hate exposition, but we know nothing. The, the Green Lantern mythos is explained twice. It's explained in the beginning of the, the film when they explain why Parallax is even trapped and how Jordan literally asks every question that you've just asked to that bird Green Lantern, he goes. He says, "You have the suit. Make I mean, the ring makes your suit and your mask, and your mask is there to oh, hide course, your identity." No, no, no. The, 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 and, the, 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 no what the ring does? You. Sure, we know what the ring does. How does the ring have a conscious, omnipotent it's power? It's the most powerful weapon in the universe. It's it's that's that's its myth. Oh, oh, so so he basically has an infi- so he has an infinity stone in beyond his fingers. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, you, that's unfair to say that going into the movie you should already know that because a lot of people are going into this for the first time. It would be like the same thing of saying, like, you should already know that Wade Wilson becomes Deadpool in origin. Or you should it's already like, know that because then when Thanos you get that gets one, the Infinity Stones and snaps his fingers. Spoiler alert. I'm joking. I'm joking. Which is basically another thing. That ring is basically an Infinity Stone. That it's ring is basically a Power Stone, a Mind Stone, a but Time the thing Stone. Is, but the thing is, you're told that there's something that directly opposes it and can beat it. which Well, not it can beat it fear if it's allowed. Can, fear can beat will. Since when can fear beat will? You've never been so afraid of something that you just don't do it? Whether it be asking somebody out, whether it be going for a job or or a job opportunity or or anything? I I will admit that I've gotten nervous and I've had that anxiety. But you know what? I've looked at it as life is short. You don't get what you want until you say what you want. Right. And that's a lesson you learn. That's not a lesson you're born with. You don't say that at 5. You don't say that at 11. You say that with experience. And at 5 and 11, you're just scared. When they tell you to go, when they tell you to that, oh yeah, you know, there's a talent show. You know, you have a talent. You don't go up for it. Why? Because you're scared. You're scared. People are gonna laugh at you. Now, had you went up for the talent show, maybe that talent would have been exploited. Maybe you would have been rich and famous, and or any opportunities in your childhood you would have taken. But fear is a paralyzer. It's always been said that fear is a paralyzer. And they you they actually sit and they talk about using fear as a weapon. And while that's villainized. 
for the Sinestro Corps, Sinestro in itself, it's the whole thing of Batman. But Batman's whole motif is I'm going to scare fear those who no, scare no, other people. Motivator, yeah. And so while at least they have the conversation, they put it on the table of like, well, maybe we'll, we, should, we should stop using will. Maybe we should start using fear. And Sinestro is so desperate to stop this parallax. And he constantly is saying, like, it's killing my brothers. We get to see. So you're basically calling him, him Bruce Wayne from Batman vs. Superman. I'm calling if there's even a 1% chance. That parallax can destroy the lanterns. He's gonna use fear as an absolute certainty. Yes, but it's not a one percent chance. We have dead lanterns in this film because of parallax. Legit dead lanterns, and one of his favorite, Abinsur, has been killed by parallax. Well, his mentor. Yeah, so so he has it in his head that this thing is not only can it, it will, and it has. So now we have we have to put this thing down. And if it's gonna take fear, and I honestly think that the only reason why he was going so hard with the fear was because the guardians were kind of like lax. They were kind of like, and they say in this film, well, you know, we are we when we make decisions, we're thinking about thousands of years. We're not thinking about this one instance of what might happen. Because what if we make a major decision that affects thousands of years? So they chose to enact, and in their inactivity. Sinestro gets upset and says, "Well, maybe we should get one forge out of out of uh, out of fear." And he does hold the fear weapon in his hand that they do believe is better than willpower. Who convinces them that willpower is better than fear? Hal Jordan, the hero of this film, doing in the what most, heroes do in the most unlikely way. One and two. The uh, once again, that line makes no sense. How are you going? How did? You know, they're aliens. So I'll give it to you that they have no idea what human slang is. It's only human is kind of a bad line in there. But the the fact that uh, fear shouldn't be absent but overcome, that's a great line. You know, the oath itself is a great line yeah, and a defiant, I, and a yeah, defiant moment. Nothing that, nothing that led up to that moment showed why we're there. Hal Jordan doesn't look like the kind of person that's going to that, that's gonna rally the troops like that. He He's doesn't, but he was rallying them on behalf of his world, which shows that desperation. He comes and he says, I just need you guys to save my world. And they, no one does, so he just goes back by himself and does it. Remember? He, like, they're no, like, exactly, oh, exactly. So what was the whole point of going up there? You got to try with these alien fools. You just met them. It's like, hey, uh, we're, a, th- we're just, a core, right? Yeah, we're a team. Just, these yeah, but weirdos. they just beat his butt down and then laughed in his face and told him that he doesn't deserve to wear that ring. Well, you know, so why would you even? You're tough, tough love. If you've ever been new to a job or like, like you know, you get hazed. There, new there's to college, tough love, and then there's hazing. Well, they're hazing. They're hazing. You have the most powerful weapon on your finger. You better know how to use it, and we're gonna whip you into shape. And that's exactly but then what they there do you here. Go. That's the problem. Why is the most powerful weapon in the world going to someone that that doesn't even think aliens exist in the first place? Well, it's going to it's gonna go to anyone. I'm pretty sure when the ring went to Sinestro, he didn't know that humans existed, and now he just found that out. And the ring gives you all the knowledge of the universe. So once you have it on, it doesn't matter what your what your beliefs were before. You you get pretty hip once you find out that there's one per, per sector. And, bro, Tom... Well, there's a character in here called Tom Kaumaku. He is the uh, friend of Hal Jordan in this film. He's the one that does a lot of the comedy relief with the, Hal Jordan. The long-haired dude. The long-haired dude, hair. right? You remember him? He's like an IT kind of guy yeah. in there. That, you know who that, that is? Who is that? You know who that is? That's Taika Watiti. Yes. Yes, that is. And if you don't give him a chance in a film like this, who knows if he even makes Thor Ragnarok. Thank you, Taika Watiti, for being in this film and playing Tom. It's an amazing, it's an amazing cameo. It's an, it's an amazing it's an amazing moment. It's an amazing, uh, a amazing cameo. Character. All he said was, "What? What?" 
and I'm show just gonna me. Sit and show here, me now. He I'm just gonna too. sit here and be surprised at, 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 at a CGI suit and CGI wow. mask. Wow, we're gonna get on the suit and the mask, huh? Is it that time? Because it's Have green you checked and because an- it's gr- it's animated. It's green and did animated. You, did you listen, I, I listen. Did you really have to? Did you really have to CGI the mask though? I yes. Had, I had a problem. I had a problem with with everybody else in the suit. I didn't have a problem with um Ryan Reynolds in the suit. Ah, oh, that's a that's a that's a uh, particular that's, opinion. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a thing for me. And I, to this day, I still like him in the suit more than seeing everybody else in the suit. I mean, the car was cool to see, right? You know, but Ryan, it looked more legit on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it was there for or if they tried harder than, but right. to me. So, but how much money did you truly save? You could have went to Ricky's Halloween store, got a mask and a costume, and thrown it on him, and then just put maybe heighten the color up with the palettes a little bit. How much money did you truly save? Now, here's the thing: the mask is probably my biggest issue, only because of how it looks on his face. But I will say that the mask and the uh, suit have perfect reason for looking at the, the way they do. You know. They wanted a non-cloth suit, right? Because this the, the ring's energy is supposed to make this suit. So you're already screwed there. You, you can you can pretend that the ring could make clothes, like the ring would know what clothes are, and then put like glowing stuff around it. But that's just as hard. Yeah, but and as far as the mask is concerned, this is our first time trying to animate white eyes on a superhero. We eventually get CGI white eyes with Spider-Man, aren't a thing? Deadpool. But I think Spider-Man and Deadpool, right? Those expressive white eyes, that's a thing. You only get there with CGI. CGI gave us those eyes. So we're talking about CGI masks here. It's now the rage. It wasn't in 2011 when they were first trying it. And it sucks that it, it didn't come out the way they wanted to. But these guys are forerunners. These guys started the whole, you want you want to do something with the whole mask? You can CGI it. Now, it was like I said, it wasn't done great here, but at least the energy making the suit is is faithful to the comics. Yeah, but everything no, everything we know about the comics is that when it comes down to the ring, it's all about concentration. Besides willpower, he has to concentrate. If yes. he can't concentrate, he can't make what he wants to make. How is he still concentrating, getting his butt kicked? He should that suit should have been t- got off his body. That well, mask should have been came off. Well, you know, I'm going to assume that the ring chosen for a reason, and he has immense. Concentration. Now, the oh, only yeah, thing is a super soldier of concentration, well, or at least the most super soldier. Con- All you have to do is be the most concentrated in um, in America. His heart rate must be. The doctors must love this man's heart. Remember, rate. Remember, it goes to the first, the first worthy person. It doesn't go to the most worthy person on the planet. It goes to the first. That's the problem. It shouldn't go to the first worthiest person because I could be worthy of of, of this. And I, I, then I do believe that you're worthy to be in Green oh, well, Lantern. Thank, and thank, I think you, and you. I think you, because I think you have those heroic qualities, unlike Logan, unlike Sabretooth, unlike everybody in there that was forced. Uh, those those cameos were forced, whereas all the Green Lanterns we got in here are part of his mythos. And while this movie gets like crap for being quote unquote bad, right? Uh, you guys haven't seen it, and guys haven't seen. It. I I implore you guys to watch it again because it's definitely not the worst comic book movie. You got things like Ghost Rider out there. It's not the worst DC movie. You got Catwoman and Batman and Robin out there, and you can say, well, you know what, Catwoman, Batman and Robin, and even Ghost Rider. Those were before the days of good movies. This should be better because it came out after Iron Man. Well, guess what? Fan Forstick also came out. So studios have been meddling. And Warner Brothers is one of the most meddling studios ever. This movie is as good as it is despite a studio screwing it up. Whereas your movie sucks and the, mo- and the studio was trying to make it good. When yours comes out with a, 
with a pirated version that that looks like booty, but is absolutely just as fun as the real movie, then you can come talk to us. Well, I the thing is, Warner Brothers would never, well, ever leak leak a, a, a movie like this. You know, like I said again, this this thing had heavy uh, interference from W um, from Warner Brothers from the get. Bradley Cooper was supposed to play Hal Jordan, ends up being too expensive. They get Ryan Reynolds, who has issues with the director from the jump. So all the charis- charisma that you see from Ryan Reynolds as a leading man is legit him doing it on his own because the director didn't even want him in that role. And maybe that's why you feel like that's a little forced. But people were working with what they had, whereas. In your movie, people were making things up to work with, and none of the things that they made up They worked. were trying. It wasn't exactly, it doesn't, it doesn't stick to the mythos or a lot of continuity, but you know what? They were just trying to make a fun, high-packed action while sticking to the original tone of Wolverine. And if we're talking about tone of Wolverine, if we're talking about character of Wolverine, this does make sense. It sticks to a tone. I wouldn't say that the Deadpool thing was trying. I wouldn't say that them making Deadpool was them trying to make a fun, you know, like, people have to stop They probably couldn't afford Ryan Reynolds for that much. People got to stop confusing fun with brainless, all right? I know ignorance is bliss, but this movie, X-Men Origins, has no brain. It has no conscience. It has no goal to get to. The only goal to get to is to set up back to X-Men. So then I don't have to worry about reading into it. I can just literally sit, sit down, not pay attention to the talking part, look up from my phone, and see... People punching each other, go back to my phone. That's what it's fun. Green and Lantern, I have to sit there and be disappointed every time because every time I watch it, I can see what it was supposed to be. I can see a really good movie there. But it was it, between studio interference, director-actor clashes, and just a schlocked script. It's like, like, listen, I go into a restaurant and I see this nice porterhouse steak on the menu and I want this nice porterhouse steak and then you drop it on my plate, and it's not even what I ordered, I'm going to be upset. I knew what I was getting into for Wolverine because the trailer showed me what I was getting into. Green Lantern, on the other hand, really subverted my expectations. Green Lantern had the arduous task of introducing Green Lantern for the first time in live action ever. Ever, ever, ever. But you have a much-beloved Ryan Reynolds that but can the help way, do it. But, the, but they didn't want Ryan Reynolds, so that... That goes to nothing, right? If they, if you didn't want the guy that's in it, then that's you what can't I'm saying. do that's why I say it. I can see the potential, but it's and just so, no execution. And so you get no points in doing a Wolverine movie half well when you've done Wolverine well in three X Men movies. You're literally just doing the same old thing. No, Wolverine was always a supporting cast member in those other three X Men movies. This is the first time where the light is on him. Yes, a lot of key you scenes. You follow Wolverine el- in Last Stand. You literally follow him everywhere he goes. You follow him when he finds the Brotherhood of Evil. And Last Stand wasn't wasn't exactly a really good X Men movie at all. Right, which is because it's plugged down by the same things that Origins plugged down with. We want to shove in a bunch of mutant cameos. Which of these terrible and movies? And we do I have like to. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, sir, you're be- supposed to be listening to our arguments and not with your preconceived notions. Last thing I have to say in defense of Green Lantern, is that Green Lantern should have never, ever, ever been the cornerstone of the DCEU. Not because of Ryan Reynolds, and not because of the Green Lantern character, but Green Lantern, you look at Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman for that kind of thing. That's why you have Dawn of Justice, because those those characters legitimately predate 
Green Lantern. And yeah, people didn't know about Iron Man, but comic book people know about Iron Man. Uh, Civil War came out in 2005, three years before Iron Man. That's the problem with Green Lantern. They tried to be Iron Man. They tried to take a comic book character that no one really either knows about or cares about, an actor that was either in obscurity or has done nothing but typecasted playboy roles. They're trying to make us care about it to kick off a universe that never even got a chance to kick off because after, after Green Lantern, we get Man of Steel. After Man of Steel, we, we get Batman vs. Superman. After Batman vs. Superman, we get Suicide Squad. After Suicide Squad, we finally get Wonder Woman, which after a couple of viewings isn't even the greatest of all. It just had a few key scenes. So the DC doesn't know what it's doing, and that's why I... I but DC and Warner Brothers seemingly never knew what they, what they were doing. Prior to this director getting the, getting the role for this film, Zack Snyder was considered to direct. And what kind of what kind of comic book Green Lantern Zack Snyder movie do you think we're going to get? Same thing we got uh, in Man of Steel. I don't know. Same we thing we got in okay. BBS. No, I see the potential of Sucker Punch. I, I see the potential I see, of 300. I see... A, I see a situation in which you just have uh, Hal Jordan who doesn't want to do anything, and everyone's saying, "Do we need a world with a Hal Jordan oh, in it?" But that's and what then, it is. Is why do I need? Why am I watching a movie where a superhero doesn't want to be a superhero? That's the that's the X Men Origins Wolverine movie where he doesn't want to fight. He wants to be a lumberjack. That's the movie you want to watch. That's the movie you said was better than mine. Where where he where he not only. It's yeah, forced just, to be no, a superhero, no. he, but decides. He makes the decision at one point to fight But he became for a superhero good. because of tragedy. Green Lantern became a superhero because a ring from space chose him. Who became a superhero because of tragedy? Wolverine became the Wolverine, the Wolverine that we know now with the adamantium claws and the berserker and the rage. That Wolverine only became that Wolverine because they took everything from him. How then, Jordan's father was killed in the when beginning he was of this eight, film. No, when he was eight years old. Eight years old. That which, is not that... A, which is a fear of his throughout the entire film. A fear that he would not admit to being a fear, which actually gave that fear power, which it does. Because if you well, don't admit then, to being scared, then if that's it gives case, that fear power. You, then you helped me see why The Ring chose him more than my hundred viewings of this movie. In and my that's what I'm here view- for. In my that's hundred viewings of, movies, of this movie, I never understood why The Ring chose him. But you just helped me see, okay, I guess because Hal Jordan was always afraid, but he never said he was afraid. He overcame his fear every time. That makes more sense from you than the entire movie. But it's because you have to just you have to just have the meal that it is. It's one of those things that uh, you ever put very delicious ingredients together and it just doesn't look good? It doesn't look appetizing? Oh, of course. It, but, it, but it's great. It's great. Just cl- turn the light off. Have your, I'm your not nachos with Fruity Pebbles. Have I, your nachos with Fruity Pebbles on top and, and just dig it. Oh, because yeah, my fruit roll-up uh, drumsticks. Yeah, uh, like Skittle, $80 million cook-off. Don't forget the Skittle sandwich where you put Skittles in between Starbursts. And, oh, uh, Skittle oh, sandwich. Oh, no, you got to do like the breakfast club. You got to get two whole wheat breads and then just put pix, uh, pixie sticks and Captain oh Crunch. Oh, my God. You ever seen Breakfast Club? None of you try this at home, please. None of you try. No, we any don't of recommend these, any of any this. of these uh, ridiculous, ridiculous things. But yeah, th- it was unfair to put this on on. Uh, Green I will Lantern. give you that. It you really have was this unfair movie. to put it on. If Green, Green Lantern came out after Man of Steel, no one would have a problem with it. It's the idea that this was supposed to be. Are the you first sure? Are you yeah. sure? Because because look at because Suicide, Suicide Squad was just as feel goody and fun and campy. But Suicide Squad had no had nobody anybody was interested in except for Harley Quinn. We got interested and the Joker. in. But what's Joker's role in that movie? But that was Joker, the subversion. Jo- That's another reason why that movie was crap. Exactly. Because it makes it look like the Suicide Squad is going after the Joker this entire movie. Exactly. And so I'm tired of studios using established characters in shitty ways to sell movies, which is exactly the entire reason why your movie was made. 
That's the whole reason. They try to drag an entire movie because you like you like Wolverine. Well, see Wolverine in before a Wolverine X-Men. movie. Yeah, you understand? Before X-Men. Where, what happened to Wolverine Where this X-Men. movie is needed. Because if you do the Justice League movie, you need everyone's origin movie. You need it. Plus, the well, setup Green for Lantern Sinestro. Wasn't even in origin. The setup, the setup, the setup for, for Sinestro, that was legit. The setup for Sinestro taking as the a, red, as yellow power ring and as becoming a, Sinestro. As an as a, as a end credit scene. It was two seconds. That's that it. wasn't That's legit. You need. That wasn't cool. That's all you need, B. He puts that ring on and he comes to Sinestro. You've only, you've only ever seen that Sinestro. You now see him on realize. You the, couldn't give me the movie versus Sinestro? I'd rather have had an already established Green Lantern the only, going after the Sinestro. The only way a Sinestro versus Green Lantern fight works is if you see how dedicated Sinestro is as a Green Lantern. And you only get that in this film. Which, if everyone just would have treated this like a regular comic book movie, not the comic book movie to save all comic book movies, we would have got the sequel. Uh, uh, Carol would have turned into Star Sapphire. We would have gotten the Yellow Lantern Corps. We probably would have gotten the other cores. Because Jeff Johns helped write this film, and Jeff Johns is the one who created all those other cores. Parallax is 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 a misunderstanding in this film. It's a complete misunderstanding in this film. He's supposed to be the entity of fear, and instead they made him a guardian. And that's what was. they did. They Galactus. I would say I would say Galactus is worse. I will I will go as to so far as they say they did. They Superman tooed him, and they put him in a Phantom Zone. I would say Galactus is worse because Galactus has always had a tangible body, where Parallax is supposed to be an entity. No, no, no. So the I way guess, they do. A, that, oh, are we talking about interpretations or the way they captured interpretations? Yes. Well, this is the thing. So here's the thing for all the for all the listeners out there. Parallax is, is basically brand new. Parallax gets introduced in 2004. Prior to 2004, Hal Jordan was Parallax. But when Hal Jordan's town of Coast City was destroyed, he flips out, kills a bunch of Green Lanterns, takes all their rings, and becomes an evil Green Lantern, the most powerful Green Lantern of all time, and chooses the name Parallax. To retcon that, they decided to say that he was possessed by Parallax, who is an entity of fear. And that entity... Oh, so you're going to come after me with Baraka Pool, but they basically took one of the best interpretations of Green Lantern, of Hal Jordan, and turned it into a cloud dust in the sky? But the thing is, he was, and if you look, I think the main problem with Parallax is his scope. Because if you look inside the being that is Parallax, he has the soul of every person he's ever killed floating alongside he's him. Just a, Literally he's trapped just a yellow in face the, trapped in the sky. In this. And that's the beef. My beef with Parallax is that they made it about the Guardian instead of the Entity. They made him, they made Parallax the Guardian with the Entity, but his head looked funny because he looks like a Guardian and all the Guardian's heads look funny. Had you just, if you just look at it as the fear Entity, as just literal, the embodiment of fear flying around, it's not that bad. And eventually, Sinestro would have been overtaken by Parallax Really, we would have got a legit Yellow Lantern Corps, and we got a setup for great movies. What's the setup post X Men Origins Wolverine? We get the setup. The setup is X-Men the Wolverine. One. The Wolverine. Well, I'm saying the next phase of movies to come out. The next phase of movies is we see, but first we see the origin of how Wolverine became Wolverine. Then we're seeing the aftermath of what happened after X Men Last Stand happens. So we, we still get, we either get closing chapters or opening chapters. But like I continuations. said, continuations. There was no continuation in Green Lantern. But like I said, the same. Well, there is a continuation in in, uh, in uh, Wolverine. First of all, it was supposed to continue into X Men Origins Magneto. Like I said, but because this one tanks so bad, Magneto doesn't get his own film, which means we make a hodgepodge Magneto film in X-Men First Class, which yeah, I like. You know I'd rather, rather have taken that. There, if something good did come, if you have to agree, if something good did come out of X-Men Origins is the fact that we got First Class. 
and something come come out of Green Lantern is we got Deadpool. We have the uh, uh, no some uh, you know yeah what? yeah come yeah. on bro it's the same thing because you yeah. get Deadpool yeah, yeah, I'll agree not with you as that. a you get Deadpool not as a supporting character but as a leading character because he just played a leading character whereas he was a he was Deadpool and a supporting character in Origins you already got it done yeah. check check the block but no this time he wanted to come and he wanted to come correct because he could have came correct for Green Lantern Green Lantern didn't want to meet Ryan Reynolds eye to eye the director didn't the studio didn't and that's the reason why this film doesn't whereas. X-Men Origins is looking you eye to eye, but he it has a funny face on when it's doing it. It has its eyes are crossed, its tongue is out, it doesn't care that you're looking at it. It wants to be silly on the face of being silly, and Wolverine is not the character you know to be after, silly. You with. know, after fifteen years of, of dark, brooding X-Men movies and, and comic book movies, why can't I just have a feel uh, fun oh, you, campy why can't I have can. a fun campy X-Men movie? You can. It's called uh what do you call it? Uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, but Apocalypse is so garbage. You got X two, right? Cage fighting Wolverine and X one, you get all that? Never. Yeah, I want. I want. I want my. I want my Wolverine uncertain. I want my Wolverine to to not know what he's doing in life. I want him to find himself. This I is don't stuff know. that. May, but this is stuff that is. It's called character development. What character development do we have in in, in Green Lantern? We the have a character. We have a character that wanted no responsibility, willing to take all the responsibility. What character growth do we have with Wolverine? When he leaves. At the end of this film, not only does he not have his memory, he has not even uh, he, no inkling to to help anybody worth a damn. He doesn't help Kayla, who's on the ground. He doesn't find out what's going on with Gambit. And next time we see him, he's in a bar where he's asked for his help. And what does he say? He curses them out. He curses them out. You have Professor X and Magneto asking for help. We have an issue. That's it's gonna be a Cuban Missile Crisis. No, they didn't ask for help. They didn't ask for help. You're getting that wrong. All he said was, "Hi, I'm Charles Xavier. Hi, I'm Eric Lyncher. Go." Fu- Go yeah. me- go f yourself. Right. They didn't ask for help. They that's, tried introducing. But to that's him. not There's a very hero heroic thing to say. He wasn't waiting for a moment. What four or five chances, right? Three or four chances to be a hero. He wasn't looking for his chances. Where how is how wants to know what his chances are? He tried to help Hector. He's like, oh Hector, damn. And Hector, that Hector Hammond was pretty that's creepy. A, that, that was a poor character. Hector Hammond. Wow. Hector Hammond was fine. No, no, not not poor as in. Uh, oh, badly, like, it's just like unfortunate. like unfortunate. He was an unfortunate villain. Like I, I kind of would have loved to have watched the movie where he's the main bad guy, not g- not a, like, not an ex machina the entire time. And he never becomes, you know, like even in the comics, he doesn't have like a name, like the whatever. Uh, so he's it's just Doctor Hector Hammond. It's fine that he's Hector Hammond, and uh, you know, I dug the little thing, the little jealousy thing that he had with with Green Lantern when he's like, I'll never okay, look like you. Okay, but the stupidest thing that like entire you. movie is him screeching. Every single time he's I, screeching. It might be dumb, but I predict that that's what that a person that lives that life would do if they were scared or in pain. If if I honestly saw it, if if I look at uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, and I assume that he's gonna get his fingers chopped off, I assume he screams the same exact way. I assume that everyone intelligent so you're, shrieks, so you're saying that the parallax shrieks. is basically killing him from the inside every, that while it stays in him? I think it, the mutations that he was go- undergoing, especially his head going the way it was, the those are very painful, very painful, uh, <coughs> very painful stuff. What was, what was that about? What was the whole purpose of turning him into the elephant man? He he was basically Rocky Dennis well, near the, the thing, end of the movie. That That's his comic book appearance. You have to get him there, right? It's more of a, it's it's a more tr- uh, uh, faithful comic book appearance than Deadpool was. All right, he gets a point for that. One. It was. I'll, it was. I'll give I'll give you that one. If you can give me one, I'll give you one. <laughs> uh, at at the very last, at the very least of it, all I have to say is that Iron Man was an OG Avenger when they made his film. He was in the original four. He was the 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 one of the focal points of Civil War, which had just came out three years prior. 
Green Lantern, I think that they were just hype off of Blackest Night. Blackest Night was amazing. Uh, and they assumed that he can do his own thing. But if you're going to start a Justice League with Green Lantern, you're assuming that Green Lantern is going to convince the other guys to be on the team. And that doesn't work. That was just poor planning from the, from the jump. You know, that, that's just what it was. But as far as everyone in this film... I put any actor in this film against almost any actor that isn't Hugh Jackman in your film, and I say that they did a better job. Peter Skarsgård did better than Paul, and then Liv Shriver. Blake Lively did. Okay, you know I'll give Blake Lively doing better than Silver Fox. <laughs> you know Blake Lively yeah, did better Blake, than Silver Fox. Way better. Hector but Hammond. Hector Hammond was more understandable. He was more. You got what what the character was trying to go for. Yeah, I didn't was, know he was, what he was more of a relate. He was more of a relatable. He was like our. He was like our surrogate to what the hell is going on. But his acting wasn't enough for me. His, uh, even if I liked the interpretation of the character, Liv Shriver was Sabretooth. He embodied Sabretooth. And they never called him Sabretooth. And you know what? That's a tragedy that they never called him Sabretooth. Should have got him dog tags. He should have. He should have met a girl at the bar who should have been like, "Do you know why grass is green?" Well, there was a spirit, and then they go into a whole thing like that. Or maybe yeah, Silver sa- Fox should have went and told him. Yeah, told saber him tooth, they, they, there was a saber tooth howling at the moon. Cuckoo-cuckoo-cuckoo. But I'm ready to put, take the gloves off. Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to take the gloves off. My gloves Cloudus are off. Maximus. Dan, your gloves are off. Uh, Carlos Maximus has been listening to this entire discussion and is going to give uh, his verdict. Um, and you guys at home, go ahead and tell us how you feel. Did you were you convinced by any of our arguments? Do you already have your yours set in stone? If you do, go ahead and send those uh, opinions to comicbookclick at gmail.com. Click is C L I Q U E. Dan, it was a pleasure. It was uh, it battling a you pleasure this, having because I think we could both agree these films are terrible. Oh, <laughs> of course, yes, this, these, these films. We no, both agree these films are terrible. Yes, yes. Both the both, both the movies did not serve its purpose at all. But and this was we an have uphill to play devil advocate here. This is the and hardest is part of our job. This was extremely fun. Oh, I found more stuff that I liked about X Men Origins that I originally didn't. I found stuff about Green Lantern that I originally liked and that I found out I didn't. And that's the point. If after this you guys get a bigger appreciation for any one of these horrible films, uh. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if you're digging them anymore. Yeah, and you answer you you send us a, drop us a line at our Facebook, at our Instagram, at our email. We will yeah, try our kind of hardest stuff. to answer all of that. Um. Also, if you guys like this, we can do more episodes of this. I like this whole witch's worst kind of deal. I like this whole playing devil's advocate because. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. See, look, we got people wanting to watch I, Green Lantern now, in because studio. you know, because you know, you sold, you sold me. There was a little bit more. There was more heart, more family dynamic, more more character development. Like you did sell me a little bit on. I Green just Lantern. see the bones it's of something. I see the bones of something worth worth a damn, and it gets me upset that, uh, that the the, the just the 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 load that this was meant to carry. Makes n- like n- almost that's, no that's sense. That was, that's the part. That was the. That's bad. Like, why would you I'm throw all your eggs in that basket? Well, that's what I'm saying. Both of these films, the reason why both of these films are as bad as they are is because the Dark Knight trilogy came out roughly before. At least two entries of the three came out. Yeah, and then, uh, what's it called? Uh, Green Lantern came out when, 2011? Yeah. A year later, we get Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and we got, years, and we got Batman Begins. Before, we had Dark Knight, uh, The Dark Knight. And Batman know? Begins. So it's like, you, you guys should have known better. But Nolan wasn't going to do the whole DCEU anyway, so he was doing his own thing to the side. And you can't have somebody doing something to the side well, when you're you playing the something in the middle. If you look at every single DC EU movie that's been out, and then you look at Green Lantern, this is the most self-restrained, not so dark, not... It wasn't right. dark at all. There wasn't brooding. There wasn't scenes where you can literally tell... Listen, watching Justice League, 
I couldn't tell what the hell was going on because right. that movie was just so dark. And it's chopped Legit up. It's all dark. Chopped. It's chopped to a million pieces. Uh, where I heard that this film, I heard this was not Jeff John's script. I heard it wasn't even the director's cut. That this was the, the so it went through two different chopping phases. And I hear that a lot of uh, the motivations behind big scenes are completely taken out of this film. And that had they wow. been put in it, you would have seen a lot more of a motivation, a wow, lot more. So of we could have had a better Green Lantern movie of agency. That's so sad. Now that's what kind of gets me upset. Is like I feel like we could have had a better Green Lantern movie, and not to make another dig, but we don't hear anything no, about how Origins could have been better. Yes. We don't even know. Well, they, we, if you're if and if you're a Green Lantern fan, go watch First Flight or uh, Emerald Knights. Those are two animated oh, films that yes. they came out with Fantastic that come out movies. roughly around the time of this film, and I think that they are both pretty uh, better. Carlos Maximus, yes, you are we on. We need you on the the precipice. Come to the altar, sir. You have been summoned, and you have been found wanting. So now, have we at least have we changed your mind about about these films at all? Um, yes. Um, I personally, I um, I'm gonna stick with um origins, origins as a favorite. Um, yes. Um, however, I do after this episode do want to see Green Lantern very very badly. Okay. Um, and I do plan on watching it more than once. I've always found Green Lantern on TV or in other places. I'm always walking into it in the middle of it. And I actually want to give it its due and actually give it my undivided attention. Something I haven't done all the way through for Green Lantern. And I really, really want to do that. Um, I really like Hal Jordan um, and the Green Lantern himself. Um, comic book wise. So when I did see the movie coming out, I initially did get hype. I was aboard the hype train. And then uh, people ain't have so many nice things to say. You know, um, I have the distinction of not being in country for when both these films came out. So I didn't see either one in theaters. I saw both right. on a laptop. <laughs> so that also might have um, halted my enjoyment of it. It's funny because I saw Origins pirated first. I saw it. I saw it pirated in Iraq. Yeah, that was the first <laughs> time I saw it. I saw it with the author. Oh, there was they had no CGI where everything was like chopped, so it looked like it's so yeah. Hot. So when I seen that, I initially wanted to see Logan even more. And right. When I saw Logan even more, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get and you get the claws. Well, opinions are opinions, and every one of the every one of us has one. I want to thank everyone for being a part of this, which is worse because although. Uh, it's been claimed that X, uh, Green Lantern is worse. We, I converted somebody. Somebody wants to see it at least and give it another chance. And that means I think we both won in this, Dan. I think we, yeah, let's go. We both win. It's just cut dry, nice and won. even. I still love Origins. And, and I love I this see, And I want to see Green Lantern now. I love this format. I think we can really uh, get people to find appreciation in some of the things that are terrible. Who knows? Maybe we'll cover... Yeah, until uh, we do like uh, Catwoman versus Batman and Robin. Or like uh, uh, Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider 2 Spirit <laughs> of Vengeance. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of bad ones that, that, out Then there. you're going to start losing fans. People are just going to start dropping. We're going to eventually have to tackle Galactus. Go so there's that too. We are definitely going to eventually have to tackle Galactus and that is so disrespectful because I did not want to see a shadow on a moon oh, and yeah. then, a, then a cloud in the sky. Uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. terrible. But you know terrible. what's not terrible? All the things going on on behalf of Comic Book Click, that's the company that sponsors Major Issues, the podcast you're listening to right now. And if you want to find out what's going down on Comic Book Click, all you have to do is go to Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, or use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. And you can also follow Major Issues. Major Issues is on Twitter at Major Issues CBC. And you can listen to more of our episodes. We now have over 24 hours of coverage. 
And it's all thanks to you guys. You can find our episodes wherever podcasts are found, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Go ahead and reach out to us. You can comment on any given episode, and you can like, share, and subscribe. And if you're able to give us any kind of rating on iTunes, which we're also available at, we can grow as podcasters because it's the quickest way to get the opinions of you guys, the listeners. The numbers are growing. The subscribers are growing. And I couldn't be even prouder because I knew that once people latched onto this, that it would become the greatest thing to come to podcasts because I've been to the future. I don't know if you knew this, Dan. Been Did to you the see fourteen million six hundred outcomes? I saw fourteen million six hundred outcomes, and uh, audiences eventually get tired of the robot arm. So I have been to the future. That that is a thing that happens. It happens later on. And I, the thing is, though, I can't tell people how we become the biggest and greatest because it will mess up the timeline. So just believe me. Write, share, subscribe. Be part of this, the bubblings of greatness. And remember where you were when you heard the beginnings of the Major Issues podcast for when we get to where we got to go. We know you guys have been there along for the entire ride. And, it, hey, if we're guys that can find the good in Origins and Green Lantern, then I know that we can find the good in everything in this world, leading to more exciting podcasts. Woo. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. This has been our inaugural episode of Which Is Worse. Woo. I am Dan the Comic Man. I'm Claudius Maximus. And whether you have terrible CGI bone claws, a terrible CGI mask, whether they tell you that you can never be a leading man again, or your entire franchise gets tanked, remember if you're listening to this, that you are worthy.